Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Billy Crone reveals his brand new findings on Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the coming Mark of the Beast. Next month, Southwest Radio Ministries and Watchmen on the Wall will celebrate 90 years of proclaiming the truth that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. The entire month of April, we'll have special programs from our radio vault, exciting announcements about the future of the ministry, and a unique and very special opportunity to support the ongoing work of SWRC. Please be in prayer as we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness for the past 90 years and prepare to continue to meet the mission of bringing clarity to the chaos. Friends, if you ask most people on the planet, the majority of them have already heard of the global figurehead named Klaus Schwab. If you ask these same people, the bulk of them are also familiar with Klaus Schwab's financial think tank called the World Economic Forum. Unfortunately, hardly anyone has any clue as to what Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum are really up to and have been planning for us for decades now. Billy Crone has conducted the research and investigative work and is now ready to reveal his brand new findings on Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the coming Mark of the Beast. It's Watchmen on the Wall, and we're excited today to have a a regular voice on Watchmen on the Wall here at Southwest Radio Church, and that is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Bible Church out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pastor Crone, it's great to have you on the program today. Thanks. It's great to always be on. We are thrilled. This November the 18th and 19th, we're going to be at your church for the third annual Las Vegas Prophecy Conference. And uh, I want to say this, that uh, if you're in the Las Vegas area and you're looking for a church, ladies and gentlemen, you won't do any better than Sunrise Bible Church. And I want to say, Billy, with your people out there, I have been treated like gold every time that I have been there. You have some fantastic people in your church. Yeah, God has certainly blessed us, and it's really kind of cool. It's a, I don't know, just take it for a ministry tip or whatever, Greg, but if you pay people enough, they'll be nice to just about anybody, <laughs> including you. So, But <laughs> no, no, really, as you know, yeah, God's really blessed us, and he's given us a great congregation. It's a privilege to shepherd them, and uh, it's just a great team that he's got us ministering here in Vegas around the world. And, of course, the irony is, of course, you know, where and where, Sin City. Right. Absolutely. And that's where we need to be as Christians, right? Right on the front line. And you're there without any question at all. I'm excited for the opportunity to come again in November and just be with the folks. God is blessed in so many ways. We're going to talk about your latest book and some of the things going on in your ministry. And one of those things that I have not heard in all the times I've been around you and the many times I've heard you in person as well as on YouTube and other programs is a bit of your testimony when you came to know Christ as Savior and how. And I would, I'd really enjoy hearing that, and I'm sure our audience would as well. Yeah, yeah. The the super quick version is basically a 1980s ex-headbanger, drug addict, sex, more male shoveless pig guy involved in the occult. Uh, it was a hater of Christians, Christianity, and the blasphemer of God, and God certainly had mercy on me. But to back up the train a little bit, I was raised in a completely non-Christian background, no spiritual direction at all, and just kind of floundering around. Unfortunately, early on, I got involved in the occult. Of course, it was the 80s, and I just, you know, looking for direction. There were some people in the town, that small town I grew up in, 
in southeast Kansas. They were in the occult, and that kind of exposed me to that. And then, of course, the music, it was the 80s, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And, you know, they were, you know, glamorizing, you know, Satan and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I kid you not, I was just so empty inside. And I, when I was like 16 years old, I prayed my first prayer. Unfortunately, it was to Satan. I said he could have this life if he'd just give me power and significance. That was the two things I wanted. And to show you his character, of course, John chapter 8, Jesus says Satan's a liar and he's a murderer. And he's been with from the beginning. He's the father of all lies. Within three months after that, quote, prayer to Satan, I tried to kill myself three different times. I tried to OD twice. I shot myself once in the chest with a 22 rifle. And honestly, Greg, I, I didn't want to die. I just wanted people to know I'm dying on the inside and I don't have any answers. And I think one of the things that God used that past to really put a heart of evangelism as well as teaching God's word in me was the irony is where I grew up in Kansas in that southeast corner at that time was supposed to be the most churches per capita of the population anywhere in the United States. And I don't remember anybody telling me about Jesus. You know, what's up with that? There are plenty of churches, but nobody's telling me how to get out of this mess or direction or purpose in, in life through Christ. And so basically, I'm lost as a goose. My brother comes out from California. He rescues me from going down a serious spiral. And I thought, you know what, maybe I just need to, um, I need to listen to what society says to how to get a life, you know. So I did what society said. I went off to get an education because that's what they say. If you don't get a good education, then, you know, life will be great. Well, I got different degrees and I learned real, real quick that education is fine, but a degree can't fill that hole in your heart. So that was a, a bombshell once I realized, well, this ain't working. So then I did the other thing, and everybody's heard of this one. If you only had enough money, and so then I started chasing after money. And I had money coming out of my ears. I was doing construction work at the time. I was like 21 years old at this point. I had more money than I knew what to shake a fist at. And I was just, my biggest worry each week when I got paid was, what do you want? And I mean, literally, what do you want? I had so much money, it wasn't even funny. And granted, it was kind of cool, you know, but again, it's just that new car smell, you know, the new car smell goes away after a couple of months. You get that new entertainment center and that goes away. It starts to collect dust. You get the new wardrobe and the new toys and the new this. And, and I was, man, that ain't working either. So then I said, well, uh, how about we just, you know, it's a relationship. That's what I need. I need a relationship. And I was a womanizing male chauvinist pig guy. I was uh, horrible to women. But I thought with this one particular woman, I could I could settle down, whatever. Of course, I didn't want to do it God's way, so I was committing fornication and, and all things of that nature. I wasn't even faithful to her, and that was bad enough as it was. But I thought, you know, relationship, that's what it, it, in the beginning, I realized, guess what? It's That ain't working. And so then I started, well, maybe I'll just appease my flesh, you know, eat, party, drink, party, drink, you know, die, and that old mantra. I've basically done every drug under the sun, all kinds of immorality. I thought, well, let's just keep going even deeper. And I did. I started using all kinds of drugs, everything you could possibly think of. And, of course, you know, it seems fun for a while. But then you wake up the next day, you still got the same problems. Now you got a hangover. Now you're tweaking and all this other stuff, sleep deprivation. And so then I begrudgingly went to the last one because I, I consider myself an intellectually superior person. I consider Christians a bunch of dumb, duped idiots that were brainwashed and had to have a book, i.e. the Bible, tell them what to do. I was much more smarter than that. And so begrudgingly, I went down the, quote, religion route is what I called it. And so unfortunately, I didn't go down Christianity. And part of what I got turned off to Christianity early on was the guys that I went to high school with, guess what they were doing during the weekend on weekends with me? partying sinful doing all kinds of rough stuff but guess where they would go if they weren't too hung over on sundays church services and some go well obviously christianity doesn't work look i'm hanging out with these guys supposed to be christians and 
and I don't see no difference. So, so unfortunately, I didn't go down to the Christian route at this time. I uh, had a roommate that turned me on to uh, Satanism, Anton LaVey's book, The Satanic Bible, and unfortunately got involved in that and some of the ritualistic behavior. And then I got involved in uh, New Age by another co-worker, and that is all about self-worship, and you get to determine who's God and what, and it's like a cafeteria style or, or a buffet style. You just put on your plate of what you consider right and wrong and what's right in eternal matters and religion. You add a little bit of this, make, you know, sprinkle in some Hinduism, pop on some uh, dash of, of Buddhism, you know, and, and self-help, secular psychology, all that stuff, and and basically, long story short, Greg, it was a complete act of God's mercy. At this time, I'm fully convinced I was completely possessed, probably multiple times, because that's what I was trained to do, certainly in New Age, to ask these things to come inside you and speak through you, the whole channeling aspect. Basically, it was 1993, Resurrection Sunday, almost, it'll be 30 years here in, in a few weeks, still going. And I didn't even see it coming. I mean, it was it was a Saturday night. I was doing what I always did. I was at a party and drinking, doing drugs. And. I was at a restaurant. I, last thing I remember, I blacked out. Next thing I know, I woke up and I heard a heard a knock on the door. And I heard these people say, Mark, Mark, it's Easter Sunday. You're going to go to church services. Well, that was the guy I was partying with. His name was Mark. His parents were Christians. They had no idea what he was up to. So I realized, oh, okay, it must be in Mark's room on the floor and he's on his bed up, you know. And and, and so they kept knocking. He just and said, come on, man, it's Easter. You got to go to church services. That He said, no, no. And they finally left. So I got up. It's Sunday, right? And I had kind of a little bit of a headache, and, and so I started drinking some coffee. Got to get rid of the headache, you know. I got to get to work tomorrow on Monday, so that wasn't working. So I got my truck, drove across town where I was rooming with my brother at the time, and I get into our apartment. He was out of town. I was all by myself, and so I go to the cupboard and start slamming some vodka to get rid of the headache, you know, the hair of the dog that bit you. And then bang, it happened again. And this time, it wasn't the first time. But it was progressively getting worse, and literally, I was being driven insane. I was I was possessed. These things were not only trying to kill me. I was literally going out of my mind. I was going insane. And even as a non-Christian at that point, Greg, when when it would happen to these types of attacks, I can't even describe the terror because you were not in control, and I never knew how long is it going to last. Is this what's going to happen? forever for the rest you know it, it was crazy and that just fueled the fear and so this particular time each time it got worse it scared me so bad i literally felt like in my mind i was walking a razor's edge and i still wasn't saved yet and but in my mind i'm going if i give into this i know what it's going to be like to go insane and not come back and that literally kept going through my brain and so it scared me so bad i didn't see it coming you could ask me five seconds or said to me hey you're about to get saved i, I didn't see it coming it's like God snapped his fingers in heaven and said, hey, watch what I can do with this fool. And so he used that demonic terror. I was all by myself. I ran to my bedroom. I was 25. I dropped on my knees. And I simply said, God, if you're real, if you really want this life, you can have it. I spent 25 years messing up. And then I knew enough from two people who dared to witness to me. And I was mean and nasty to them. They told me about Jesus Christ and that I had to specifically call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And I did. And I said, Jesus Christ, would you please forgive me and save me? And bang, instantly, man, it was like from... Exactly what the scripture says, from darkness to light, just like somebody flipped the light bulb on. Also felt like I was light as a feather, and I think that was part of uh, not only the, the the beauty of being forgiven of the darkness and the sin that was in, but the demons leaving me. I kid you not, the first couple of days, the grass was greener, the, 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 the sky was bluer, it's like somebody turned on the neon, and it was just, whoo. Long story short, I started, I found a Bible, I figured out you're supposed to do that as a Christian, I started praying, I figured you're supposed to do that as a Christian all by myself. 
Long story short, two weeks later, uh, God led me to Bible college simply because I was reading the Bible and I closed it one night before I went to sleep and I said, God, I want to know more. And so <laughs> the next next day I woke up with the idea to go to Bible college in my brain and it wouldn't go away. And so anyway, so eight weeks after I'm saved, no church background, I'm in Bible college for the next five years, later seminary. I started pastoring before I there in California before I graduated Bible college and and then uh, took a sabbatical from that to finish up graduate school and seminary. And then a senior pastor I took on there. Then I took on another pastor in New York and I've been in Vegas now almost for 12 years. And now I'm talking to you, Greg, on the phone. You just joined us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is Watchman on the Wall, Southwest Radio Church. And believe it or not, we're talking to Billy Crone. And it's his story he was telling, not someone else's. And we serve a great God. Amen. Oh, yes. And that's what I tell people all the time. Don't be put off by your loved one, your coworker, your neighbor, who you're witnessing to, especially if they're mean and nasty. How was that guy, Greg? And little did I know that the people who witnessed to me, I never gave them the satisfaction. They were doing what the Bible says. We plant, we water, only God gives the increase. And they were planting seeds in my heart because I was by myself, Greg. And and I knew that when that time came to be saved, I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew exactly who to call upon. I didn't have a track. I wasn't reading the Bible, right? But I knew what to do. And that's what I tell people. Don't be put off by their, you know, behavior, uh, their mockeries, their scoffing, or even their anger, right? You just keep doing what God's called them to do, and you don't quit. That's the key thing. Don't quit. I don't care what they do. We don't, we don't, we don't justify sinful behavior or bad behavior. Of course not. But, you know, people say, well, they'll never get saved. Excuse me. You're looking at somebody people had completely written off. God can save whoever he wants, no matter what you've done, where you've come from, what you got involved in, no matter what you've done, even against God mocked him, blasphemed, he could still save you. That's the power of the blood of Christ, right? But my point is, you know, it's like the one guy says, you know, there is a scientific way that you can know 100% every single time whether or not you should witness to somebody. And that scientific method is simply this. What you do is you put your hand over their mouth, and if you feel air, you witness to them. (laughs) (laughs) The point is, if they're still alive, there's still an opportunity, man. Amen. You, You just don't quit. I love it. Perhaps the greatest uh, message uh, Billy Crone will ever uh, preach or teach anywhere is this testimony and what God did in his life. Well, we want to get on with uh, two of your books. I haven't read the first one yet, and the second one is out. You must be burning the midnight oil on Claus Schwab and the things happening around the world. Uh, The first book was, uh, what, Claus Schwab and the Third Reich and COVID-19 and that Holocaust. And now your latest is out there, and that's the WEF and Mark of the Beast. And by the way, these books available at Southwest Radio Church. 1-800-652-1144. Why don't you call now? That's swrc.com as well. Billy Crone. Let's start. Let me me ask you this, Billy. Do people really know, for the most part, uh, the average Christian, who Claus Swab really is? Uh, Not really. It's unfortunately been my experience. And the, the sad irony of that is because they're not informed, they don't realize how this guy is basically in a, a super nutshell uh, he's basically, because he was raised in Hitler's Germany, and his dad, Eugene, ran a factory for the Nazis, and this is Klaus's background during World War II. And he's basically taken Hitler's agenda, the Third Reich, and he's now going not to Germany, but to the whole world. All he's done is relabeled it. Uh, instead of calling it what it should be called, the Fourth Reich, he calls it the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or the Great Reset. But basically, people shouldn't know, and it's, that's not just evilness what these guys are doing, but after now, this is the fourth uh, documentary that we've done on this guy, 
I'm firmly convinced, Greg, that basically in a nutshell, what this guy is doing, whether he realizes it or not, is he is laying the foundation literally for what the Bible warned about 2,000 years ago. It's called the Antichrist Kingdom. He is the World Economic Forum then. They're one and the same, Claude Schwab. And, and everybody talks about the World Economic Forum. I'm not sure we even know what that is. So enlighten us. Yeah, the World Economic Forum was his uh, basically economic global think tank. And that's how it's pitched. I'll tell you what they're really doing in a second. But he founded that in 1971. So for those of you hooked on math, this guy has been using the World Economic Forum to push what I call his Hitlerian agenda for 50 years now, right? And he's still active in doing it. And basically the World Economic Forum, it's not just a place where the global leaders meet, okay, and, and discuss what – and it's, it's all on tape. It's not a conspiracy theory and discuss what they're going to bring to the world, how they're going to rule the world, the new world that they want to create, their version of utopia, again, called the Great Reset of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. It's really the Fourth Reich. And it's not just that. What he's been doing for 50 years, Greg, is he has been training leaders, okay, which I call his modern SS group, you know, the closest confidants to Hitler that did his dirty work. But he's been training leaders and putting them over the last 50 years in every single major developed country who will do his agenda, his bidding. I'm not joking. I'm talking all over the planet, including the United States of America, including Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not only a World Economic Forum SS guy, if you will. He told us who he was working for in his campaign. If you remember what he ran on his campaign was Build Back Better. Oh, yeah. Most people don't realize that is an absolute direct quote from Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. That's their phrase, to build back better. They want to build the planet back better, i.e. the Great Reset. Biden ran on that. So he told us who he's working for. And plus you can see tapes with him and Klaus going back and forth, their buddies and friends and all that kind of stuff too. Also, most people may not realize it, but he even, Biden even used, he warned us of a quote, coming dark winter. Kind of on a very positive note. But the, the point is this, even that also came from Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. So Biden is a plant, right? And much of our government is a plant. And to be fair, it's not just the Democrats. It's both sides of the aisle, okay? And, and this is an easy thing. And, and I, I actually encourage your listeners to do this, to show, oh, no, now you're, you know, they might think, oh, you're going off the deep end, man. There's, it's just the Democrats and the leftists and liberals. No, it's both sides. They've been bought off in their plants. This is why our country's so messed up. And again, he's not just doing it, Klaus Schwab, to America. It's all developed countries around the world. He's been doing this for 50 years, putting SS agents, these plants. And of course, he doesn't call them SS agents. They're, quote, young global leaders. So here's my, here's my homework. Go to the World Economic Forum's website. They also have a YouTube channel, believe it or not. And they, they tell you exactly what they're planning on doing to the planet. But if you go to their website, they have a searchable database of all the people that work with them, been trained by them, the young global leaders. And start typing in some names, both sides of the aisle. You're going to find them there. And it's not just politicians. It's people who run companies. It's the media, the CNNs, the BBCs, Fox News, and things of that nature, believe it or not, folks. Okay. And you're going to find these people are all working for Klaus Schwab. That's why nothing ever changes, folks. And then let me give you, let me give you a recent one. We just had a, a historic event in Congress, and that was over Kevin McCarthy. If you recall, not that long ago, it took 15 times voting to finally get that guy in. 
Remember that? Oh yeah, sure do. And it, that's never that's never happened before in the history of the United States. Don't go like you'd think after okay, he loses six times, they give up or something. Why do they keep pressing and keep pressing until they had to work out a deal, press people, threaten people, whatever they did? Why? Well, we'll go to the World Economic Forum's website, go to their database, type in Kevin McCarthy, and you will see what pops up. He's a World Economic Forum guy. Really? That's why. Really? Yes. And it's the media, it's the moguls, it's, and then there's all kinds of people all over the years that we hear in the news that have gone through the World Economic Forum. And again, the World Economic Forum, you think, oh, they're here to help with the, econ uh, the economies around the world and policies. No. To put it in the vernacular, they're SS agents of Klaus Schwab pushing his agenda. But a couple of the other ones that you guys are very familiar with, including people, again, not just with the media that I already mentioned, but you got rulers like Gavin Newsom from California. Why is that guy pushing all kinds of crazy agendas? It's because he's a he's checking out uh, Macron from France. He's a world Angela Merkel, Tony Blair, all that Clinton's foundation, Chelsea Clinton, Amazon Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, shocker. You got entertainers like Bono. You got Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Zuckerberg, all these people. Google, Larry Page, right? Even the Rothschilds. Uh, all these people work for Klaus Schwab. And he's been doing this for 50 years. That's the role that will economic form. It's not just where these people meet every year to dictate what's coming to the planet. He's been using that as a training ground, what I call SS agents. And for 50 years, Greg, he's been planning them ever since 1971 around the world. And here's the point. He admits on tape, and so these other people too, that the COVID pandemic was the trigger to put all this new Fourth Reich or again, what he calls the fourth industrial revolution, the Great Reset, into play. And they have a deadline. They want to put this all into play, basically taking over the planet by 2030. Just joined us on Watchmen on the Wall. Billy Crone is our guest, and we're talking about the World Economic Forum and the Mark of the Beast, his newest books, available at SWRC. That's swrc.com, or call 1-800-652-1144. What are they going to do once they take over the planet? I mean, what's the plan here? 2030, yeah, I've heard of that now. So what's the ultimate yeah. end game here? What are we doing? <laughs> the ultimate end game, dude, is to, <laughs> I'm not joking, is to establish the Antichrist kingdom. And wow. if you look at the Antichrist kingdom in Revelation 13, you see what's going to happen. They're going to establish a one-world government. They're going to establish a one-world religion. They're going to establish a cashless society, a Mark of the Beast-type system. They're going to establish a big brother system because it says they know who obeyed the order and who didn't. And if you didn't obey the order, and this is on a global basis, Revelation 13, they're going to kill you. So they're going to know everything about you at any time. And so in a nutshell, that's what they're pitching. They got these people in place because they are coming to take over the planet, not just all governments, but all economies. They're pitching it as a new religion that we're going to climate change. We're going to save the planet. And we all have to work together and submit to these elites because they know better than us. And they're big on the new digital currencies, a cashless society that they admit they want to tie into each individual's body biometrically. That means with a body part. And, and gee, uh, Greg, can you guess what body parts they're pitching for us to be chipped? Mm -mm -mm. That's why I say in a nutshell, yeah. it's the market of the system, man, yeah, is so what these guys are doing. Call it what you want. That's all they do is relabel it. Of course, they're not going to call it the market of the system. People would freak out. Yeah, but this is really what's coming.
I could get discouraged real easy as a Christian, and so we got a little over a minute or so to go. Can you give me something positive out of all this? What are we supposed to do? It sounds like they're in control, and they've got this ball rolling. Well, that's why you read Psalm chapter 2 and go to sleep, right? <laughs> have a nice have a nice night. Uh, because it says there, he, God, who sits yeah. enthroned in heaven, yeah. laughs at yeah. these guys who are trying to usurp his authority and install their kingdom. Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ is coming back. We belong to him. We're not the losers. We're the winners. And he is going to smash this Antichrist kingdom to smithereens. And the Bible says that then we get to be a part of God renovating the planet to a thousand-year reign, not Hitler's fake reign. So we win. We don't lose. These guys, the losers, because they're serving the ultimate loser, Satan himself. And the Bible tells us his destiny. So if God's laughing about it, I think we need to lighten up. And the main point is, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. Because if you're not saved, you're going to be left behind. You're going to be thrust into this Antichrist kingdom. And Jesus said it's the worst time in the history of mankind. You don't want to be there. But for the Christian, it just simply means, guess what? Our time of getting out of here is fast approaching. Last time I checked, that's way better than what's going on here. So we just need to finish strong. We need to get excited about his soon return. And we need to tell as many people as we can that there's a way out of this mess. And his name is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I agree. We win. Billy, thanks so much for being on the program today. Thank you, Greg. It's always great to be on. We have much more from Billy Crone on Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the coming Mark of the Beast coming up on tomorrow's Watchmen on the Wall program. Let's take a moment together and listen to today's Creation Minute with author and scholar Dr. Carl Ball. Let's talk a minute. I've had the privilege of discovering and directing the excavation of 19 different dinosaurs. And according to evolutionary theory, these dinosaurs range from 64 million to 220 million years in age, those that I've personally excavated. However, according to the Bible, in Job chapter 40, man and dinosaur lived contemporaneously, and these great creatures saw their demise in the worldwide flood of Noah's day, that is other than those that were on the ark, and they have some modern counterparts. To defend and to illustrate this truth is the fact that DNA has been found in some dinosaur bones. This DNA could not have existed 64 to 220 million years ago, or a million years at all. Modern science, to their embarrassment, is confirming that dinosaurs are recent and they're found in the Bible, the Word of God. Call it the Great Reset, Agenda 2030, or even the Fourth Industrial Revolution all you want. But it's simply a repackaged version of what God prophesied long ago would come on the planet when we are living in the last days. It's the coming Antichrist kingdom and the implementation of the Mark of the Beast system. Billy Crone's explosive new DVD series entitled Klaus Schwab, The World Economic Forum, and The Coming Mark of the Beast seeks to equip you with the hardcore evidence and solid facts revealing how Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum's dastardly plans are simply what the Bible warned us about nearly 2,000 years ago. This brand new six-DVD set is available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. Friends, don't be fooled. 
Get your copy of Klaus Schwab, The World Economic Forum, and The Coming Mark of the Beast and share with as many as you can before it's too late. 1-800-652-1144. Again, that's 1-800-652-1144. Tomorrow, Billy Crone continues sharing the latest information on Klaus Schwab and the plans of the World Economic Forum. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com. Thank you.